Now, while we're all a bit giddy and feeling the Christmas cheer, um, we've been I've been thinking on the past few weeks and we've had some really powerful conversations. And at the heart of those chats has been the importance of community. So before we get completely swept up in the chaos of Christmas, let's slow things down and take a few minutes to consider what a difference it can make when we look out for those who could get lost. Jackie Smith is the National Fostering Lead at Tusla. Good morning, Jackie. Hi, Brendan. How are you? Thanks so much for taking our call. How are you this morning? I'm not too bad. Delighted to be here. Thank you so much. Very important conversation we're just about to have. And I'm sure uh, you need foster carers all the time. But how urgent is the situation right now? Yeah, we really, really need um, foster carers in Tusla at the moment. Um, There's always a need. And I suppose one of the things that happens is when you have fabulous foster carers, as we do in Tusla, and they're looking after children really well, then they, their house is full. And so we need new foster carers coming in all the time for children and teenagers who need someone to look after them. So there's a real pressing need at the moment. And I think, it, I, just to note, children can come into care from every part of society, urban, rural, LGBTQ plus community, religion, all religions, no religion, all cultures. Is that right? Absolutely. It's a really, really diverse population, just like what you see in Ireland today. So, And you're so right, children come from every part of society. Um, it could be anybody you know, it could be, you know, any, any background at all. So there's no uh, profile for a child in care. Every child in care is unique and their situation is unique. And, and that's really important, isn't it, to, to remember that because you, you have an idea in your head of what a foster child might be, but they're just all such a different story. Now, we don't want to dwell on personal stories, obviously, but what situations unfold in someone's life where their child may need to go into care? So I suppose when a child needs to come into care, it's because something has gone wrong for a family and that might be something that's temporary or it might be something more long term. So look, we know that, you know, it, it's... Society is, is difficult um, at the best of times and if you've got other struggles or sometimes something can happen that can just be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So it can be stuff like health, addiction, you know, just really struggling to cope for a period of time. And so that's where our foster carers and to step in and they help and look after a child while we see can a family come back together? Are they able to resume care of their children? And when they are, that's a wonderful thing. And when they're not, there are our foster families to make sure that children still are growing up within a family environment, which and is really, really important. I think, you know, as as somebody, as somebody who has considered it, and I think this conversation is very important as well, that somebody like me it would be eligible probably to foster as well. So that, you know, we don't have children. We live in an apartment in the city centre. So it, you, you're, you talk to all sorts of people who would consider fostering. absolutely. And I mean, I think we mentioned it there, the population of children who are in foster care is really diverse. And it's essential that our population of foster carers are also diverse. Because the kind of home that works for one child won't necessarily work for another child. So some kids thrive in houses that are really busy with loads of children and out in the country and some children do better in houses that are quiet, maybe with one carer or, or a couple. Children who What's really important as well is being able to stay in your locality, in your environment. So if you've grown up in an urban area, you know, you've grown up in a flat, you've grown up, you know, um, surrounded by a particular culture. If you have to come into foster care, being able to stay in similar surroundings is incredibly 
helpful for you. It makes that trauma and that change much less dramatic. I'm just, um, I'm struck by something you said there about how a family situation can change all of a sudden. And it could be an accident, couldn't it? It could be, you know, a parent all of a sudden has passed away or something. So it can be very sudden, the change that happens that will drive people to have to, you know, put their children into foster care. So I'm really struck by that because tragedy can cause it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And a tragedy can, I suppose, predicate other difficulties happening in a family. And sometimes, you know, if you're lucky, you have lots of supportive people around you. But not everybody has that. And sometimes we can be doing okay for a period of time and that may change. Now, some families are able to, you know, get better and things go well and children go home and foster carers are part of this, like, amazing journey where a child can be looked after while people are able to look after themselves and do what they need to do. And sometimes foster children will stay in a foster home until they're 18. And the most important thing is that children have the opportunity to be with somebody who's looking after them and who's caring for them during this really difficult time. And that's what our foster carers do. You know, they give children love, give them warmth, predictability, you, you routine. T- you, you touched on it uh, there a second ago, and I think it's important as somebody who probably would consider, especially after this conversation, um, that actually your aim as the lead foster foster lead in Tusla is actually ultimately to get the family unit, original family unit back together. That's the mission normally. Is that correct? Yeah, we're always looking to see if a child can return to live in their biological home with their parents or grandparents or extended family. And... I think sometimes people worry about that. They worry about, you know, if a child had to leave me, how would I manage? But actually, sometimes that can be a really beautiful thing because Mm. you can be part of a family coming back together and it can be a really happy time. Mm. Foster carers and birth parents can have really good relationships, actually. And sometimes foster carers can become part of the extended family, nearly. This is very important information, actually, because this is the stuff you kind of cul-de-sac and you're thinking about you don't think past that That could, you could be part of something yeah. really beautiful and meaningful in, in a child's life actually so the family structure has changed we know very well much so in the past few years hasn't it I mean the extended family has shrunk and that has an impact doesn't it Oh, completely, completely. I mean, when you hit a time of adversity or difficulty, isn't that who we reach out to? And if you don't have people around you who are able to support you, then that can be really difficult. Um, So we see lots of different types of families, you know, blended families. And and our foster families also look really different. And I think you're, you're hitting on that there earlier. You know, we have you know, blended families who foster. We have single people who foster. We have people from different cultures from the LGBTQ plus community. It, it, society is really diverse and fostering is really diverse. And that's it's really important because I think people still wonder about that. Like, could I do it? And actually, it's ordinary people who foster. And that's what we're bringing is that, you know, routine, normality. Ordinary is really, really good for children. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually drill into the type of people who foster because I love the notion and the debunking the myth that you that you you, you don't have to not work you, you can be single but before we do that are you having fewer foster carers now than you did before? It's definitely different. I think in society now we have very high expectations of ourselves and we wonder a lot like can I do this? Oh, you know, would I have the skills? People are very busy and they're working and they do, as you say, sometimes think, God, you know, maybe I need to be at home full time. It's that type of thing that makes people really question those decisions. And 
as I was saying there, like it's ordinary people who foster. You know, it's farmers and gardeners and crash assistants and, wow. you know, so it's it's really important and I think maybe sometimes put too much pressure on ourselves that we think we have to be superheroes to do this, you know? Yeah, I, I love that because you do think, oh, I wouldn't be good enough. I don't know anything. I've never had... I've never had children, you know, I, I, I'd be terrified. But you're saying that's what you want is, is ordinary people to step forward. Now, it obviously can be a difficult time for a child. So what's the ideal fostering situation you can hope for? The most important thing for a foster carer, I suppose, is a couple of things. And one is that you really love children. That's, that's the most important thing. The next is that you have space in your head and in your heart for a child. So you're able to kind of give a child that attention. And then what we do in Tucson, and this is our job, is, you know, we, we try and match children with the right type of home environment. So, you know, for maybe a very small newborn baby might need someone who's at home all the time to look after them. You know, a, a 13 or 14 year old, it might be fine for their carer to be working, mm. you know, because they're at school. And, and like we have many teenagers who they need somewhere to live so they can do their junior search, so they can, you know, progress in their lives. And we have respite foster carers who are carers actually that, you know, look after children for breaks to help families continue to function. So they almost step in like that extended family to look after a child at the weekend or for a week over the summer, gotcha. maybe to allow a mum and dad to go for a bit of treatment or to get some help that they need. So there's all these kind of foster care that fit in at different times in a child's journey. It might be part of keeping a family together. It might be looking after a child while some parents try and do some work or it might be looking after a child long term. Mm. Really depends on what suits you and what's right for the child is really important in it. So every situation is completely unique. Totally. That's amazing because totally. every house is completely unique. Uh, so apart from a home to live in, what does fostering bring to a child's life? Oh, it's it's literally life changing. So it, it brings the experience, I suppose, of stability, of routine, it helps children. When children feel loved and cared for, that really teaches them that they are worthy of love and care. So it can change a child's life and entire perspective. You know, there are children that come into care and they are able to go home because their parents had that time. And there are children who come into care and they are able to finish their schooling, go to college, do an apprenticeship. It, it can just change their life and heal from any traumatic experiences that they've had. And the first way you start to heal is by being somewhere that you feel safe. And that's what a foster home does. It gives a child a place that they can feel safe, that they can relax, that they can let their guard down and build relationships with trusting, safe adults and family members. Do children uh, often have to leave the area they've grown up in to go into foster care? Is that a difficult thing? Unfortunately, that does happen. Brendan, it does, because sometimes I think, like you were saying there, maybe people don't realise that actually children in my area need foster carers. Mm. Um, and so they think, well, somebody else will do that. You know, somebody else will step forward. Honestly, you're really that. making me think about it. You know, yeah, yeah I really you are. Know, and I think we've all probably done that. Yeah. But and, and that means then, you know, that children have not just to leave their home, mm. but they have to leave their school or they have to leave their football club. Or, yeah. you know, their trainer that they love, that they see on a Sunday. So it's so important. To try and keep those things, keep yeah. Kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. So some listeners who might think, my life is all over the place, it isn't organised at all, how could I be a foster carer? What do you, th- what do you say to them? 
the first step, I think, is to talk to somebody specifically about you and your situation. So the first thing I would do would be, we have a free phone line. I would ring that line and I would have a conversation with a social worker about my What's situation. What's the free phone line while you're saying it there? I'll write it down. It's 1800 226 You know, Go on. then you can talk specifically about your circumstance. Another thing that often happens is people will worry, well, look, you know, maybe I hit a bad time in my life. Maybe, you know, I, will my background have an impact? Yeah. And what I would say is, what you bring to fostering is you, your experiences. That's your superpower. And it might be that you grew up in a really stable, steady home, or it might be that you got through a really difficult time. But that's what you're going to bring in. And that's why it's really important to sit and talk to somebody because that as well helps us to know what child will you be best able to care for. And so... Everybody has something to bring, and it might be that as say you do respite fostering, you might do short-term fostering. I mean, I, I know a woman really well who is retired, and she fosters babies. You know, yeah. and people mightn't think that you could That's do that. Text, does that. Is, is there an age limit to fostering? There's no upper age limit. Wow. Um, there is Amazing. a lower age limit. All right, we do recommend people are over 23, um, but there's no upper age limit to fostering. And I say like people do all sorts of different fostering. The, the lady I know. It suits her to do short-term fostering. She loves babies and, and it fits with her lifestyle. Something else will fit with somebody else's and we need all kinds of carers. So that's okay. So the, it, while, of course, it breaks your heart to think of a, a small child needing care, but there are older children in the system that need support, aren't there? There are, absolutely. All the way up to you know, children coming in care up until their 18th birthday and then in aftercare. But many of our children who are in um, foster care they'll continue living with their foster carers after they turn 18 because they're part of the family. And like I was saying, you know, we have kids there who are in, you know, um, secondary school doing their exams and they just need somewhere safe and stable to be while that is happening. They're going on maybe doing apprenticeships. Or, and it's a really wonderful part of a person's life to be in because it's when you're learning who you are as an adult, you know, your first relationships, your first job. And a carer can be really part of that. And then I say, if you are someone who is working, this may fit really well because that person is moving into independence. You know, it's it's more flexible for you as a carer. And you mentioned something actually, Brendan, about there, like if you haven't had children of your own. Yeah. And some of my most wonderful times with foster carers and seeing them doing amazing jobs are foster carers who have never had children because everybody starts from that point. You know, you start learning as you go. Um, First so time parents have never not, had children, I suppose. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it's something, it's about personality, it's about your motivation. It's, you know, and, and we have amazing foster carers in Tisla with loads of kids, with no kids, um, and they're doing a fantastic job. Like, they're just amazing. So, I suppose we're talking to you because you want to challenge the notion that people go, isn't that person great? I could never do that. You want to challenge yeah. that idea, right? And you've done that very, very well. So I'm going to let you finish off with just speaking directly to people who might be considering fostering. So what I would say is if this is something that you've thought about, now is the time to make that call because there are children out there who could really, really benefit from the gifts that you have to give. And if you have questions, if you're wondering, you can ring and talk those out. And that's okay. And it might be today that's the right day for you. Might be next week, might be next year. But have the conversation. 
would be my thing. Have the conversation, ring us and talk to us. We'd be only delighted to talk it out with you. And of course, there's uh, information at tusla.ie, T-U-S-L-A, tusla.ie. Have all the information. That number is 1-800-226-771. Jackie Smith, that was uh, a stunning conversation. I love this show. (laughs) Uh, That was great. Have a happy, happy Christmas and thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking to me and many happy returns to you and all yours. Let's take a quick break. 